You heard that right, folks. It's pronounced Clit Drip. And the lead singer of Clit Drip is someone named Annie Dorrit, and she is on 20 or 20 today. 20 or 20, that's the show you are listening to right now. It's brought to you by the website Dominionated. It is a show that finds me, Mackenzie Cameron, talking to Canadian musicians for about 20 minutes, and occasionally I ask that many questions. Clit Drip is a three-piece band from Brighton, England, but Annie Dorrit is from Toronto, and I had noticed that no Canadian publication had taken note of the band until now, so this is a Dominionated exclusive. Annie and I kind of go way back. We attended the same summer camp. We once performed a Florence and the Machine song at a campfire together. Anyways, it was great to catch up and talk about Clit Drip and their new album, Without the Eyes. You can follow Clit Drip on Instagram at Clit Drip without the eyes and now from the album without the eyes this is clit drip with where the boys are which features a nod to fellow canadian peaches check it out Thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. Um, just for the people listening who don't know how the show works, uh, I'm going to either ask you 20 questions or we're going to talk for 20 minutes, whichever one comes first. Um, if I ask you 20 minutes in less than or 20 questions in less than 20 minutes, then that's it. Uh, and if not, then we'll we'll call it a day. Sound good? All sounds good. Okay, so I'm starting my timer now. Annie from the band Clit Drip. Where do you live and why do you live there? I live in Brighton, England, uh, UK, and I moved over here for university uh, and then I ended up staying and I'm still trying to stay if they'll have me. So that's why I'm over here. And and are you staying because of the band or are you, are you doing more school or what's... Uh... I am, I'm, I was staying most, mostly for the band, considering we just the album and it's doing okay and <laughs> we're doing okay so i'd like to see where it goes um but i'm doing my ma right now uh, in gender studies and media uh, which is very difficult <laughs> but i kind of am doing that to stay because it's very hard to find a visa so <laughs> it's all kind of coming together but i do really like it over here i like the community of the smaller town kind of it's nice that's great so when you set off to england like were you expecting to join a band like was that kind of in your mind like okay i'm gonna find a band well, I went, I went, so my undergrad was in performance, like vocal performance, um, which was kind of nuts. It was very interesting uh, undergrad. But I I was kind of doing some of my solo stuff. Like I was in folky stuff in Toronto. Uh, and then I just really got into the music scene over here. Like, oh, I don't know, it was some of the heavy, I was seeing a lot of heavier stuff. Um, and I don't know, I was just really getting into it. And I kind of was like, you know what, I'd like to do that. I had a band before this one called Witch Shark. Um, and uh, it was like really like free core punk, and it was pretty nuts. I'd never done anything like that. But then I started the trip uh, with some of my classmates at the time, and that's the one that kind of stuck and has been doing really well. So, yeah. 
And so for as you know, going from playing acoustic songs or whatever to then like joining a, a full blown punk band and then joining like a full on like glitch core metal band, whatever, whatever, <laughs> however you describe glitch. I like was, that glitch core. That's good. Was that like a was that a big learning curve for you? Is that were you were you like okay, like I kind of have to totally rethink how I how I'm doing this because like this is not oh, acoustic. Yeah. Like this is in your face shit. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was pretty nuts. I didn't really know what I was doing or how to do it, but I had, I, I don't think I feel, I actually really hate playing solo acoustic shows. Um, like I like writing it and the recording it and things like that, but I hate playing the shows. We get so nervous. Uh, and I found it, find it very hard sometimes, um, to kind of, uh, be quite personal with the soul stuff where this stuff is like, just feels, oh, it's just really fun. It feels like theater to me, you know what I mean? Uh, which sounds ridiculous, but like, it's very, uh, yeah, it's very empowering. It's just really fun to kind of have that sort of character and that kind of, or not maybe not character, but different side of something and being able to kind of say whatever I want to say and having a platform to do that. I found it very empowering. So I got kind of really addicted to it a little bit. I want to talk a bit more about that, but first I want to talk about um, just kind of, the album that you guys just released without the eyes, how would you describe this record to somebody who maybe hasn't heard it? Um, we, I think the term that was kind of been floating around was the, uh, was electro punk, I guess. Um, I kind of like that glitch core though. It sounds a little bit more better, <laughs> but, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty nuts. I, I think I tell people it's kind of in between prodigy and peaches a little bit. Um, it's like a little bit of, I don't know, pop in there and a little bit of like, I don't know glitch, yeah glitchiness <laughs> yeah I, th- yeah I think that's right and and like lyrically like this album is like confrontational and explicitly honest I would say and, <laughs> yeah. and like political did the music inspire you to go down this road like or were these were like were or were these like when you heard the music were you like okay I gotta like match the tone kind of or were these ideas and feelings that you were looking to kind of get off your chest anyway and I... this just happened to be the the place for that I think it was like 50 50. I think when I moved over here, I had like a little bit of a, uh, I don't know. I, when you find feminism or something for the first time, your brain just goes crazy. You're like, Oh wow, this has explained my whole life. <laughs> and I probably had like a really like, you know, uh, kind of young, uh, sort of young finding of like ang- ang- angriness and like, definitely, um, I don't know. That just that thing you have when you're finally getting angry about something and you, you kind of don't stop. And I think I found the band, when I was having those feelings and then was kind of doing my research and uh, getting more into it at the time. So it all kind of clicked together, but no, for sure. I definitely sat in a room with those two and Scott started playing just some wild riffs and something. I was like, I don't, I don't know what else to do other than be this <laughs> confrontational because I can't sing anything else over that. So, um, but yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Did you feel like before you started performing this music, like anger wasn't something that you were like allowed or able to express or like good at expressing yeah I definitely would say that I I'd say like like, I'm a little bit of like a a people pleaser kind of person and it's quite easy to kind of push up things on a rug but I was getting I was getting really angry and I was having like quite big debates and quite a lot of like arguments with people and uh, about certain things uh definitely like feminism in general like it's even funny thinking about now and five years ago, like five years ago, the conversations I'm having now are so much different or like so much more normalized. Even five years ago, I think it would have been like, 
I don't know, it might have been even still kind of taboo to some people talking about like feminism or I remember sitting in the pub and like talking about like arguing about like uh tampon decks and like now no one would even in my circle of friend group would even think to argue with that for me but uh anyway but I'm tangenting a little bit but yeah definitely the, the frustration was there and I think I just got a little bit of outlet uh for sure and then it just felt quite good to do that so kind of obviously and obviously people were noticing um the sound and the lyrics and and I could tell that people were enjoying it and that kind of just sort of you know made it go further it does. Sense. It does. You no, know, it, it makes total sense. And it, it, I did, they, the lyrics do feel very now. Like they feel, you know, people are having these discussions online or you know mm-hmm. together or whatever. And it's not. It's becoming all less taboo, I think. And yeah, hearing, and hearing you like you know, say the stuff that you say on this record. Makes it feel less taboo because. I don't know. You're just saying it, and it's you. You don't sound like afraid to say it, or like inti- you. You sound actually intimidating. expressing these ideas which is awesome what i love about your lyrics is that they are political but not in this way that feels impersonal sometimes political lyrics can be like a bit like reading facts off a sheet or something like that yeah totally and your lyrics feel like very unflinchingly personal and honest like you're kind of like performing an exorcism on like your whole life um was (laughs) that was that like a difficult process to you was there was there some lyrics that you write down you'd be like damn like Oh yeah, I don't oh, think for sure. someone's not going to be happy about this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was terrified for the album to come out. Like honestly, terrified. Uh, and yeah, some things I was like, oh my god, if my parents hear that, they're gonna disown me. <laughs> like, <laughs> or you know, or even just it's funny when you talk to certain people or certain communities or like family members or or where you're working and you and someone brings it up and you're like, oh my god, and it, you you almost feel embarrassed at coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I was like. Ah. Even telling you my band's name, I'm like, oh my god, why did I do this to myself? But I do think it's really important. So, uh, and it's also kind of been normalized a little bit over time as well. Even watching it like in our own uh, city in our community, people that couldn't like get it out of their mouth now are like loving it. You know, my mom used to be like, I can't say it, I can't say it, and like you see a massive argument, kind of not not massive argument, but discussion, and now later she's. She's like running around telling on her friends, but I'm that called clit trap, and she like loves it. So <laughs> it's quite funny. Well, because it's because um, it's fucking cool, honestly. Like, you know, I feel like for years, male musicians have been saying shit. You know, way like more. I don't know that like that makes you like more would make someone more like uncomfortable than whatever you're saying. But nobody really mm-hmm. like. Nobody really. That's an eye. Yeah, so <laughs> you're a trailblazer. Well, that's why everyone's like freaking out about Cardi B and like wow, right? Because like, they're like, what? You know, like we've been listening to male rappers talk and like country men talk about this for so long. Emo, like, emo guys, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and exactly. It, well, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's sick. So I think, and so I, and I guess I'm curious when. Do you feel like pressure to keep making these sort of st- statements in your lyrics? Like, I feel like being political these days also leaves you open to more criticism than like, than and scrutiny than maybe not political lyrics would. Does that kind of freak you out, or do you find it empowering? Do you think like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of rise to this occasion? I think it's a bit of fifty fifty again. I think, I I think for me, I always try and say like, I don't want to. I don't want to come from a place that's like very 
I know what I'm talking about and look to this for advice or like it's more like validating kind of people's feelings I feel like that's the biggest thing especially when I talk to like like women uh or like friends that like my music or stuff uh or like the band it's like that thing of just being like oh I'm not crazy like I I'm someone else is angry and I'm angry and it's, it's validating those emotions rather than kind of being like very like do this do that and just kind of pointing out I don't know it's a little tongue-in-cheek I guess um but then there's sometimes I'm like I do I also do want to talk about things that aren't just political but I don't know I think it, the, the thing is it's not it is kind of like you're saying like an exercise in my life I think it kind of in, it, it goes in between personal uh and general so it, like there's never like one point to a song usually it, it's, it's very like up and down and kind of like sometimes it's I don't know I talk a lot about all the stupid stuff I said a few years ago or or kind of like find is how I'm still learning a lot and and like that kind of journey of feminism because it's quite individual um to, or to every single person I guess yeah and, and I, totally <laughs> totally does and, and and understanding of all those different things and like that always is changing like you're always learning and and ex- expanding your like your mindset or your or your I don't know view on things so I think it's cool. I'm, I'm, I kind of, I'm curious about fans responding to it as well. But I think like the music that you guys are performing historically is viewed as kind of like dude centric and like macho. Yeah. How does it feel to kind of take the piss out of that idea and flip it? So not only like, are you proving that yeah, like you know, heavy music isn't just for dudes, but then also for yeah. the subject matter to be like staunchly feminist. Like I feel like you are literally smashing the patriarchy <laughs> boot to the skull of toxic masculinity with this with this shit. Like how does that feel? Like do you, it, it, yeah, how does that feel? Uh, I mean, it feels pretty good. That's why I'm doing it still. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah I funny sometimes because. Uh, I was talking to someone about moshing one time and I was saying that like a lot of our shows is like, I is still quite, I want to say like 60% dudes. Um, well, at least at the start, cause they all like look at Scott's pedal board and listen to the music and they're like, well, riff central, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they're like, just so excited about that, that I'm not I, even sure they're listening to the lyrics. <laughs> I literally have written down. I imagine you get a lot of these love, these sick riff guys fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. No, and like, which again, whatever, it's cool. Like, I'm, I mean, he yeah, is doing sick, sick riffs. riffs like, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, like, fair enough. But um, I, I was saying one time, I was looking out in the audience, and I just saw people like, just dudes with their shirts off, just like moshing around and like punching each, not punching each other, but like throwing. And I was just sitting there, like, oh god, is anyone even listening? <laughs> and you're like, so discouraged. But at the same time, oh, I think they are, and I think it still creates a conversation. And you know, I, I get a little. I do. I actually got really annoyed one time uh, watching, like looking out and being like, oh my God, like this still isn't going in your head right now. But then again, I'm still very appreciative of people that are still showing up and like supporting us. And I think people are really trying and like, it's not like they're not going home and being like, what was that? <laughs> what was that line about? Like, or I don't know. So I, I try to stay positive, but sometimes it is a bit, it is weird to be in that world and not feel like I don't know. Sometimes you feel like you're making a difference. Sometimes you're kind of like, oh, am I just under the rug with like the riff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, if if some dude is going to the show and moshing and then goes and listens to the record and like here's your here's your lyrics and it's like, oh, like I don't know. I feel like you're you're probably making people think as much as you're making people mosh. And I don't know. I think That's a nice like, way to put it. Yeah, and 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 you know, there's always going to be douchebags in mosh pits. Like that, that's <laughs> yeah. been, people have been fighting the against windmills. that. 
people have been yeah. fighting against that since like the like late 80s you know but i think yeah. if you give if you give people something to chew on maybe that changes or that's that's what i think too and so i like i don't know i uh yeah i'm still like we're all still really really lucky to be so supportive uh so, so, so supportive supported um but yeah sometimes you think about that or just kind of like the man the main audience being i don't i want to like open it up more mm-hmm. but, but also it's quite weird for us too you know because no one ever knows where to put us on a bill so then you get kind of in these weird like um math rock scenes which is some of it is kind of mathy you know uh or it's like straight up punk which it quite isn't it's not like street core punky kind of you know, I don't know. No one ever really knows. Or kind of in the grunge scene a little bit because it's like a little heavy guitar rock. So <laughs> sometimes you get these just really odd bills and you're like, I don't know where to go from here. That's but not yeah. a bad That's not a bad position to be in, though, because it makes it kind of shows that you guys can go anywhere with your sound. Like there's I feel like I listen to your album. I think, damn, like this is there's like there's lots of sonic territory and like and vibes to explore going further. So, it again, not a bad like place to be in, I think. I, no. I, I, the other thing with the people moshing is that like those are the people who are most visible right so like mm-hmm. you go to you you're going to the show you see the moshing and like it's very that's what's in your face but i imagine there's also a lot of people who do just connect to the lyrics do you have you found yeah that? yeah for sure there's like um i think there was one night where uh and all the women came to the front uh for one of the one of the speak to that's speak to mine is one of the songs in there. It's quite like you know, speak to my pussy, and everyone, all the women were in the front, uh, and kind of that was the first time I see some people kind of singing back. Um, but also like kind of just standing and watching and and having that kind of moment. And I was like, that was really maybe kind of emotional. <laughs> I was like, that's nice. So I still get that quite a bit. And I also like, I don't know, uh, yeah, yes, I still get the people that aren't watching and things like that. Obviously are still there for the words but I just think sometimes I get a little worried that maybe it is getting overridden or maybe they're not maybe it's not clear enough maybe it needs to be crazier I don't know <laughs> if I can do that but <laughs> I think you I'm, I'm sure you could but I, yeah who knows? it's hard to say it's I mean, I mean I'm sure it's especially hard to say right now because like you aren't you aren't even playing shows probably really no we did we did one show actually a week ago right before the lockdown or two weeks ago um, at one of the bigger venues in Brighton, uh, and it was all socially distanced, so it's like an 800 cap venue, but they only had like 250 people seated. Um, but it was the oddest, like it was this massive stage, never played anything like that, <laughs> like and just coming out, people sitting with their masks on at these like dining room tables, and I'm like screaming, and it was good. It was quite funny. It was all for uh, like our same venues kind of charity to to save some of the local, uh, the local grassroots. So that was really cool, but it was funny to kind of watch people just like kind of pop their heads <laughs> in their chair. Yeah. Well, I wonder. I wonder if like when you know, whenever this is all over, uh, I don't want to really talk about how long it's going to no. be. But um, whenever it's, I mean, you maybe you'll find that you go like when you start playing shows again and people can be there that people do know the words because that's all they've been able to. I don't know. I don't know who. When when it's all, you never know what's on the what's going to be on the uh, what, what's going to be kind of on the horizon, I guess. Um, yeah. So I want to ask. You're pretty unflinching, like with like who you criticize or take to task on the record, but you speak really <laughs> highly of your of your aforementioned mom across the record. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did she? Had, how did she inspire these songs, or you as an artist, or or you as a I don't know a person who speaks their mind? Um, I don't know. I just. 
I, I, you know, I don't know. Me and my mom have been through some stuff, and uh, she just is like a really, really, really lovable woman. Um, and she's very charismatic, and she looks after everybody. But she also is one of the scariest people in the entire world. Like, just <laughs> really, really scary. <laughs> and so, I think when I think about my lyrics and the kind of who I am and stuff, I, I don't know. I, I admire that she can kind of do both. Um, I know, and like you know, I think people's I struggle sometimes, like with femininity and the idea of like you've either got to be really, really, really soft or completely rejected. And I think she does a really good job of being like, no, this is just me. And like I have, I don't know, these traits and these characters, um, characteristics. And she also, she also just like really sticks up for you, you know. And I think that's a big, big thing. And she's not afraid of confrontation if she needs to do it, which I struggle with a little bit. So. Um, I mean, not in the music, but in <laughs> yeah, I was gonna life. say it doesn't really sound <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone's always so funny and come off, come off stage to show, and they're like, "Oh my god, like you're smiling." <laughs> like, we were scared of you. I was like, "I'm actually nice." You're like, you're like, no, that felt really good. Like, I feel free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm curious about your experience as a Canadian being part of a British band because this we are a, Can- a Canadian centric podcast, I guess. Do you, yeah. do you see any difference in the way people in in England uh, embrace like art made by <laughs> by people in the country um, compared to here? Like, for example, you're an underground glitchcore metal band, whatever, but you get you have been played on the BBC. Like that would never happen here. No, no, I guess not. You're right. Oh, I think that has a lot. Sorry, question. Um. <clears throat> I think that has a lot to do with the, the community and like I don't know if you if you're doing well in Brighton you're doing well like there's not really like a specific kind of genre that people kind of flow to um and because it's such a small city it's like well you're gonna kind of I don't know people are gonna notice sort of in that community uh and, I mean we've had some trouble we had some trouble with the radio as well like no one wants to say our band name and obviously some of it's really explicit and it is kind of weird but there's a few people that like uh i've seen this play and like really fight for us to get on to get on radio which is really nice but i don't know if that's just being in a small town or i don't think that would happen in london you know like people are just gouging each other's eyes out to to be even like take a play so it's a lot different i don't know i the thing is too i left toronto when i was 18 i barely even know that toronto music scene you know i had a kid i can barely compare it <clears throat> i well yeah i wasn't sure okay. i i find here that uh well, I think in I think British music historically has like been more in your face and like been and like is that that kind of music is more popular generally than it is here. Like I feel like here it's all very like soft and kind of like polite. For sure, for <laughs> even, sure. That's what even, I mean. When I came over here, I was like all the things that I saw were really heavy and like and not even just like rock band or like metal or punk or even like I don't know, even some of the just like normal music the performance I find is much more aggressive from people and that's why when I got over there I was like whoa this is something I have not seen before kind of or or not been in or part of which is yeah definitely different than my friends back at home I guess so we're out of time basically but (laughs) I usually end these uh interviews I don't actually know how I'm gonna do this but I usually end these interviews (laughs) by asking uh the guest to choose a Canadian artist to recommend to our listeners. So I can't decide, I guess I'll leave it up to you. 
Do you want to recommend a British artist for uh, all of us to check out uh, across the pond? Or do you have a Canadian artist that you have been listening to that you think we should all listen to? I probably have to do the British. I'm not going to lie. No, I that's no okay. That's, we're we're going to expand our horizons here. It's all good. Oh, this is hard. Uh, what have I been listening to? Do you want like local and like things yeah, whatever. you might not know? Yeah, whatever, whatever you've been listening to, like whatever feels, if, if it's something people know, that's, that's cool too. We might not know because maybe it's only a British thing. I, I, well, this is some, oh my goodness. Um, they show, uh, the friends of ours, but they're called, uh, Dits, D-I-T-Z. Um, yeah, they're kind of a weird, almost, uh, if you don't know, um, kind of girl bandy meets a bit more grunge kind of stuff but it's really interesting and i think they're gonna do really well and i think it's kind of like one of the most exciting things i've seen for a little bit so yeah that's my recommendation (laughs) we'll we'll take it uh annie i hope that this pandemic fucking ends soon so click clit drip can come and tour canada and, (laughs) and and you know get the get the recognition they deserve here and i hope you can tour europe and they don't kick you out of the country and i just hope you guys keep yeah, keep uh, <laughs> keep, keep putting your freaking boots to the patriarchy man i love it oh thanks i'm glad you gotta get all the people though when we come over there because i don't i don't know if you've got to follow in you gotta uh, bring the masses <laughs> we're, this is this is the beginning this is this is the, we're planting the seed right now Okay. Clit Trip World Tour 2024. It's gonna be. It's gonna be here. Hello, great. <laughs> <laughs>